Welcome to Digitalization Tech Talks, the podcast where we're focusing on topics related to digital technologies in the process industries. Our intent is to present you with information that will help to keep you up to speed with the latest technologies that are coming soon, or in some cases have already reached the market. Today, our very special guest comes from an organization that is heavily involved in many of the evolving technologies that are deployed in the process industries. In fact, the impetus for this episode was the title of a recent edition of the Profa News newsletter. PI is positioning itself as the Industry 4.0 Organization of the Future. When we see a title like that, we want to learn more. And we'd also like to learn about the key technologies in which PI is involved, as well as how they fit together and can help companies in the process industries to progress towards becoming digital enterprises. There are a handful of these technologies that we'll be diving into during today's episode. In case you're not familiar with PI, they are Profibus and Profinet International, and we'll learn a bit more about them momentarily. But before we do, I'd like to introduce the Tech Talks co-host, Jonas Narender. Hey, Jonas, how are you doing, and what are your thoughts about today's topic? Hello, Don. I'm doing really well today. Summer's here. It's my favorite time of year, so what's not to feel good about, right? Now, I'm also looking forward to today's episode because as our repeat listeners will know, we've covered recent developments that will help transform the process industries. Some of these include the digital communication protocol called advanced physical layer and a modular way of expanding facilities that's called module type package. What's with the acronym soup, right? It's a little too much, but hey, it's here, so we just gotta deal with it. Today we'll be touching on many of these topics, but also talk about how they're tied together to ultimately drive efficiencies at the plant level which I believe will be very beneficial to everyone listening. Yeah, I definitely agree, Jonas. So thanks for that. And I think it's time to bring on our guest. Michael Baum is the Executive Director of PI North America. Michael, thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Excited to be here. I'm hailing from Phoenix, Arizona. So summer isn't exactly our favorite time of year, Jonas, but winter for us is a little better, but still nonetheless, glad to join the podcast. Well, great, Michael. Well, why don't we start out with, can you give us maybe a two to three minute overview of PI International and PI North America? Maybe talk a little bit about how they operate, the key technologies that are covered, and talk a little bit about what your role is there as well. So it all started in the late 80s when a handful of companies and universities, they all got together to write the Profi bus specification. And that evolved really well in the late 80s and early 90s. Profibus PA came out specifically for the for the process industries. It evolved even further. We introduced Profinet in the early 2000s. And then we started to branch out kind of in this thing that I think caught your attention, where we're becoming an industry 4.0 organization to the sensor and actuator field. In the late 2000s, IOLINK was added as a technology to the portfolio. Most recently, the technology Omlox, which is a, a location tracking technology that was added to the portfolio roughly three years ago. And so we're growing our portfolio of technologies. Certainly Profibus, Profinet, they're our foundation, um, focused really heavily uh, on automation networking, but now we're expanding that to look more broadly at digitalization. And the organization is, is a little bit unique in that it's, it's kind of decentralized. So you mentioned PI International, PI North America. We follow this think globally, act locally mantra, meaning that we think globally with global standards. So if you build a 
Profibus product or a Profinet product or IOLink product anywhere in the world. It works everywhere in the world. So these are global standards. And then the act locally part, that's the PI North America part, we have what are called regional PI associations around the world for which we, PI North America is one of them. I'm the executive director here. I've been doing this for 12 years. I'm also serving as the deputy chairman of PI on an international scale. I've been doing that for roughly nine years. And so in the past dozen years or so, I, I feel like I've, I've gotten some experience and some knowledge about how networking is really working well in, in the automation industries and what we can do to improve it and, and actually make it become a digitalization transformer for, for many companies. It sounds like a very interesting role, Michael. Seems like you're also wearing a couple of different hats. I, I want to talk to you a little bit about the specific technologies that I mentioned in the beginning. So APL or advanced physical layer, as well as MTP module type package. They have been highlighted in past episodes. And for those of you that want to go back and listen to it, that was episodes 14 and 25. Michael, can you please briefly describe each of these technologies and maybe touch on a couple of reasons why both are considered game changers, if you think that they are considered game changers, of course? So I'd like to get your perspective on that. Oh, absolutely. Both of these technologies are pretty pretty exciting for process industries, specifically because, as you guys know, the process industries are fairly slow-moving industries. And so when these kind of step changes come along, it's really interesting to see how they get integrated. So APL, or Advanced Physical Layer, is, is just that. It, it's a physical layer. And the way it started was a dozen companies, you know, the biggest DCS and, and device instrument providers got together, along with four standards organizations, including PI, the OPC Foundation, ODVA, and Fieldcom Group. And they came up with this idea of an Advanced Physical Layer. And what it is, is it's single-pair Ethernet. And for the techies in the in the audience, it's 10-base T1L. It's an IEEE standard, meaning communication and power on two wires, really simple connectors for long cable runs, so up to a kilometer. So if you're in a refinery or something like that, you have these long cable runs, and, and so you need to go up to uh, 1,000 meters or, or hundreds of meters. And then what we did is we took that single-pair Ethernet 10-base T1L, and we do some power management around that to add intrinsic safety, meaning you can land that cable on an instrument in hazardous zones or divs, and all classifications of hazardous environment are possible with Ethernet APL, zone two, div two, zone one, div two, even zone zero, div one, which is, is pretty incredible stuff. So you don't need to do purged cabinets or things like that, and it makes it a lot easier. So we do that intrinsic safety. It's 10 megabit per second, so it's got really, really lots of bandwidth. And then the really, the, the beauty, and this is where we're talking about game changers, is that it's just ethernet. So you've got all of this richness and transparency all the way from the top floor, all the way downwards, and all of the beauty that, that ethernet brings. And so it's a real game changer compared to, for example, four to 20 milliamp from the past or, or even Profibus PA. And furthermore, to the idea that you take this from Profibus PA. We, we thought about from the very beginning, for those that are migrating from Profibus PA, it, you can use the same type A Profibus field bus cable. As far as the, the communication speed is compared to, say, 4 to 20 with Hart. Hart may be used quite prevalently to configure 
the instruments, but I'm not sure how often it's used once the plant is running. Most people just take that 4 to 20 milliamp loop and, and that's how they run it. But if you think about configuring, let's say, uh, the echo curve on a radar level sensor, to do that with hard, not only do you have time to make a coffee, I mean, you have time to grow the beans, roast them, grind them, <laughs> and then finally make your coffee. And then, okay, finally, I've calculated the, the echo curve on that level sensor. Whereas with Ethernet APL at 10 megabit per second versus 1.2 kilobaud half duplex, 10 megabit per second full duplex, you're done. It's seconds, not hours. Now you take that and you multiply it by tens or even hundreds of devices in a, in a process automation plant. And really you're talking about incredible benefits just on the commissioning time, you can save days or, or weeks on the on the commissioning time alone to get these instruments up and running. And then, oh, by the way, you've got this Ethernet down to the devices once the plant is running. So this is a really, really big game changer because multiple protocols running on the same wire. And we really see this as the future because you can use Profinet to run your plant. And then let's say you want to get some extra information from these devices, then there are other protocols out there. Also Ethernet-based protocols, for example, OPC UA is a really good one to gather information, maybe put a little OPC UA server on there. And while we're talking about OPC UA, you mentioned a module type package or MTP, and MTP is another really cool technology. So this has to do with the idea that in many plants, you have skids for example in in skids you want to bring in a skid for maybe you're in the pharmaceutical industries maybe you're in a, a small oil and gas application typically these skids will have their own small little plc on them well how do you integrate them quickly and easily into the wider plant maybe there's a, a dcs so we came up with this idea of mtp it, it originated from a organization called namor uh, this is the organization of pharmaceutical and chemical companies in, in Germany. And what it allows you to do, it's kind of like, if you're familiar from the Profibus and Profinet world, your GSD file or general station description, this is the file that comes with every device that you're gonna install on a, on a network. It's kind of like that on steroids. So it's this package that describes the module very completely. So it uses OPC UA as, as the information model to, to do that. And then you can integrate these into what's called a process orchestration layer. So this is the software into which an MTP file is imported. So it gets imported into the process orchestration layer. You do your offline service engineering. Your orchestration is, is performed with, with OPC UA. If you need to do recipe or batch engineering, if that's applicable, then we utilize the ISA 88 standard here. And then it, it becomes very, very quick and easy to what's known as plug and operate. So the orchestration test is performed. That's the plug step. And then you begin, and that's the operate step. So we call it plug and operate. It can be used in greenfield, brownfield plants. And it really is, is exciting because it started in the petrochemical and, and the pharmaceutical industries, but it's very quickly caught the attention of other industries, particularly in hybrid, where you need fast modularization, let's say in food and bev, you know, I want to quickly change my, my process, run a different recipe, run a different batch. Oh, but I need a different piece of equipment. Well, I can quickly bring that in via MTP because that MTP file describes the entire 
module, hence the name module type package, very easily can be integrated as transparent. We've written a standard for that, and then away you go. So these are two very, very interesting technologies that are on the horizon. And in fact, more than that, we're starting to see the first implementations of them around the world. And based on what you're describing, Michael, I can definitely see why you're able to do things faster. It sounds like you could be a lot more flexible, especially with a module type package, replacing equipment to take into account that you're now running a different batch of different products. So it really sounds like it's very applicable to the process industries in the way that it can help them do things better, faster, and more efficiently, which is kind of what we're talking about in this podcast, so it fits in perfectly. Thank you for listening to part one of this two-part episode. Part two includes more great information. It will be released on Thursday, August 3rd, so be sure to check it out.